Welcome everybody back to Cake Chronicles episode number 77. For those of us who have been around uh, a little bit here the last couple months, we have been an episode a month and uh, we are finally back to hopefully doing once, uh, once a, well we do once a month anyways, um, but we kind of spread out some episodes to get us through the, uh, through the, 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 the year here. Um, but we are back full swing ish for now. Uh, but Cape Chronicles number 77, we are going to be talking about an animated movie today that is the Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox from July 30th, 2013. And I am not going to talk about this movie alone because I could, but I don't want to. So I have with me the one, the only, the magnificent Fred. How are you? I am doing <laughs> amazing. Oh. oh I. My feels right here, right there. I missed right. buddy. It's been way too long, and I'm absolutely ecstatically happy for you and your new son Silas. Uh, welcome you. to the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have the one who takes lightning and puts it in a bottle just because she is that awesome and releases it out on the podcast itself. We have the one. The only, eh, Carrie, how are you? <laughs> you realize Andrea is going to kill you, right? Yeah, you do realize that I know what you're doing, right? <laughs> Have you ever watched the rundown with Stifler and The Rock? And he has like his two fists and he's like, you want a little storm, a little thunder, a little lightning? Yes. And then The Rock just punches him in the face and he goes down. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's good. That's it's what good. that reminded me oh, of. Oh my! Our relationship. I'm doing. I'm doing oh. good, Mike. But, good. But, um, Andrea, how are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, so then we have the one. That's uh, Andrea, guys. And uh, <laughs> no, we have the one, the only, the one that is awesomeness in a box of. Donuts. Um. Are you calling me fat? I'm pregnant. Not fat. I'm she round is, because she is, of my she child. Is more, she is more awesome than a box of Timbits. She is the one, the only. Andrea, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we're we're really? getting ready to, to pop a baby, so it's, it's getting there. It's getting close. That was quite oh. the uh, Canadian reference there, Mike. Eh? Hey. Hey. I you guys you. hear about the Tim Beebs? Tim Beebs. What? So, <laughs> you quote Tim Bits. Tim Hortons has now partnered with Justin Bieber so they can be in with the, the young crowd. Oh, my. Oh, no. So, they've this rebranded crowd. particular Tim Bits, Tim Beebs. So, we don't go to Tim Hortons anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Forget uh, that nonsense. Fred is Fred is not a believer. I'm right. not a believer. No. Oh. I, I believed something in the bathroom this morning. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Drop, he, uh, he dropped a Bieber in there. Uh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> this is what the size of a Timbit. <laughs> I could definitely tell us that we've been on the podcast together. Uh, uh, this is great. Uh, as far as this podcast go, we, hey, we are part of the random chatter network. Um, check that out i do know we have a uh a bunch of other shows to watch tight beam is getting getting ready to get like really really revved up because there's an expanse coming back 
Yeah, it's, it's already season. back. It's already, it's already back. back. Oh my goodness. Mike is I'm fired so, again. I'm so lost with the times right now. But Expanse is going hot. Type Beam's going hot right now. So keep those things in mind. Check out all the other shows if you can. If you want to find us, find us on Discord. We'd love to talk to you on there. So as far as this show goes, uh, just kind of like a little precursor to this movie, what we're going to talk about is Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox. It is a animated film from DC. Um, this movie is the beginning of what is called the DCAMU, which is the DC Animated Movie ver- Universe. Um so which follows the new 52 kind of continuity in the DC comics. There are 16 films that make up this story that we're going to talk about. This is number one in this, in this line. Uh, so think of the infinity saga, but DC's version. And so have film. all the 16 movies been released? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. they finished them. I think what last year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they finished it last year with Justice League. Uh, um, Dark Apocalypse, Apocalypse War. War. So everything this is leads why up I'm to. Here, guys. So, I'm here, so, I'm so here to make, have, make sure Mike, Mike remembers stuff. You know it. <laughs> so if you have, like, if Thanos, spoiler, is your big bad for the Infinity Saga, um, Dark Side Darkseid. is the big bad for DC. And everything's leading up to the confrontation with Dark Side. So it's not Song? So, no. What? <laughs> not who? Thon. No, it's not Thon. Uh, although, although he'll he may be back. We don't know. But this is this this but but this is the movie that kind of kicks everything off, kind of like how Iron Man kicked everything off. Um, for the MCU, this movie will do. So I don't know how long it's going to take us to get through all the sixteen of those movies. It's gonna, probably going to take us a while to get to those sixteen movies, but they will be spread throughout, and we'll kind of I'll try to make mention that hey, this is follows the continuity of. The DCAMU as we get to it. Um, so kind of like the Infinity followed Iron Man, this one is going to follow a lot on the Flash and Batman as they as this story kind of unfolds, uh, which is why this movie kicks off with the Flash. Um, this is called Flashpoint Paradox. And essentially what has happened is the Flash finds himself in a war-torn alternate timeline and teams up with the alternate versions of his fellow heroes to return home and restore the timeline. In DC Comics, there was what was called a Flashpoint moment, where the Flash goes back and saves his mom, and because he saves his mom, because his mom is dead, then it kind of makes an alternate timeline where the this world is like just This is like the butterfly effect just, on steroids. Right. Where, the, where the, everything's just destructive. S- superheroes have gone bad. Good bad guys have gone good. The war is at the world is at war, all because he made this one momentary decision, um, and he never became the Flash because of this decision. He 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 didn't have to be the Flash because of this decision. Um, because remember, the one thing that got him to go into forensics in the police department was what his mom's death to try to mm-hmm. to, to try to advocate his father. From prison because his father was convicted of his mama's death. Well, I would so, argue that he still became the Flash, but he had different motivations in this timeline than he did with the original. True, true. Well, well, if you remember though, he didn't he didn't have the powers originally in this timeline. He had to he had to recreate the effects. Yes, getting them because in this timeline he never needed the powers because he never went into. Into forensics, into the police department to solve his to solve his mom's murder. So he was never struck by the lightning. He was never given the powers. Yeah. 
So he had to recreate it. So in this central paradox, what he does is even when he goes back and he resets the timeline, it's just kind of like how John Wesley's ship, if you've seen the Flash movie, points it out. He takes that teacup, he breaks that teacup. He says, you can put all the pieces still back in there, but you still see these cracks and these little chips. He said, you still, even though you've gone back and fixed it, you've still left these little chips in the timeline, and things are still not going to play out exactly how they're supposed to do. So you're going to see that play out in these 16 movies. The decision he made in this movie is going to affect the timeline for the next 15 movies. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's an ingenious plot, and that's actually where they're doing live, live action next year with the Flash movie. Is there and yet big they are, Flash movie? And yet they will never mention Flashpoint again. Until Apocalypse War. So, but every other movie <laughs> is the effects of Flashpoint. Yeah. So. All right, Andrea. Sorry, that was a long spill. I just kind of wanted people to kind of be aware of what was going on in this movie. No problem. So, when it comes to the box office, the distributor was Warner Home Video. The runtime was 81 minutes. It was rated PG-13. The release date was July 20th, 2013, um, and the budget was $3.5 million. Worldwide gross was $5.2 million in domestic video sales. Um, and when it came to Rotten Tomatoes scores, critics said it was 100% fresh, and the audience said it was 93%. So quite, quite the fresh tomato. Yes. Mm, I like tomatoes. Freddie doesn't. I just made, I just made a new batch of, of marinara sauce, so yummy. All right, what All we right. got, Fred? Who 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 voiced our characters this one? All right, so for cast and crew, uh, starting with the director, we have Jay Olivia. Uh, he he's done multiple DC Marvel animated movies and shows. Um, he also did Army of the Dead, Lost Las Vegas. With a T, Lost Vegas, uh, 2022. Um, the actors was Justin Chambers, uh, was Flash uh, Barry Allen. Um, he was also Dr. Alex Karev in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, C. Thomas Howell was Professor Zoom or Th- Thon. We really thought it was Thong, like T H O N G. Wow, he is. Like, like the. Yeah. Like, think Thrawn, but with a no. few. With a few what, different letters. It um, was just uh, really interesting to try and picture that as a bad guy. Because most superheroes wear thong underwear. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, okay. He also played Robert in Red Dawn and Jack's father in The Amazing Spider-Man. That's um, the kid from The Bridge, by the way. Okay. Uh, and then we had Michael B. Jordan, who played Cyborg. Um, he was Ooh. also Killmonger in Black Panther. And Adonis in... Uh, Sorry, Adonis Johnson in Creed. Uh, Kevin McKidd uh, played Batman and slash Thomas Wayne. Um, the Thomas Wayne Batman, not Batman, Batman. Um, he also played Fen Rao in Star Wars Rebels uh, and Dr. Owen Hunt in Grey's Anatomy. Kevin Conroy played Batman as Bruce Wayne. It's version of Batman. Um, and, and Mike's notes here say Batman. Enough said. So, so he 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 he, he was pretty much the voice of Batman, the animated series. He's been the voice of Batman for like forty years. Yeah, as animated. I just want to list it all out. (laughs) Uh, Sam Daly played Superman. Um, Carrie Ells 
uh, played Aquaman. Uh, Wesley in The Princess Bride um, was also in Robin Hood um, Men in Tights, or played Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Nathan Fillion played Green Lantern, um, which was also obviously Captain Reynolds in Firefly uh, and Richard Castle in Castle. Vanessa Marshall played Wonder Woman, uh, who was also notably as Hera Syndulla in mm-hmm. Star Wars, The Bad Batch, and Star Wars Rebels. And Dana Delaney was Lois Lane. Uh, she also played Josephine Marcus in Tombstone. The composer for this uh, movie was Frederick uh, Wieldman, um, and he's done multiple other DCAMU films. Okay, so some trivia for this movie. Uh, the voice of Superman is played by Sam Daly. Sam's father, Tim Daly, uh, previously voiced the role of Superman in the animated TV series and various other DC animated movies. Uh, Dana Delaney voiced Lois Lane in the DC animated universe from 1996. This is when I added uh, 1996 to t- 2013. This is the last time we will see- we will hear her credited as voicing Lois. Interesting. Yep. Uh Deathstroke's ship is named the Ravager. Uh, this is a nod to the comic books where his daughter's code name is the Ravager. I think that's Rose. Mike, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I, I think I think he only has the one daughter. I don't know. I should I should I really should have looked that up beforehand. Um, Yo-Yo is the alternate universe version of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, the animated film features a number of cameos, including but not limited to both Aqualads, Orm Curry. Ocean Master, Clayface, Icicle, Goldface, as well as references to Captain Singh, Wally West, Dick Grayson, and Harvey Dent on top of many others. Um, at the beginning of the film, Barry is seen running towards the front door of his home. Uh, the home is drawn to look exactly like the home of Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Marty also inadvertently ruins his timeline and was forced to go back and repair the damage uh, to set things right. Uh, the cityscape in of rainy Gotham is based on the outlooks of dystopian Los Angeles from Blade Runner in 1982. Uh, I still have never seen it rain quite that much in, in it's LA. It's coming this week. Just hold on. <laughs> it's coming, but it's only gonna it's only gonna last for like a day or two, and then it'll go away again. Anyway, um, during the scene with Cyborg, Batman, and The Flash in the living room, uh, there is a ghost on the TV from the uh, movie Resident Evil, Retribution. Uh, th- this one I just found funny. It's like, Jennifer Hale voices Barry Allen's girlfriend, Iris West, in the film. Ironically enough, she voices one of The Flash's enemies, Killer Frost, in multiple DC projects, including the Justice League TV show, and in Injustice, Gods Among Us. Uh... In the comics, after the Flash undoes the alteration uh, to the timeline, he encounters Pandora, who guided him in reshaping the timeline. This reshaping led to the DC Comics reboot known as the New 52. Although the sequence is omitted from both uh, from the film, both Flash and Batman are seen in their New 52 outfits in the final scenes of the film. This is the only film in the DC animated universe not to feature Jason O'Mara as the voice of Batman. So starting in the next film in this sequence, Jason O'Mara takes over as Batman. Yeah, you're going to see that happen a lot with a few of these actors. Like Justin Chambers is not the same Flash voice. Um, I don't think Michael B. Jordan voices Cyborg again. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, Nathan Nathan Fillion stays. Kevin Conroy stays. No, Kevin um, Conroy doesn't stay. Kevin Conroy, okay. Vanessa Marshall does doesn't do any more after this. I don't think. No, Rosario Dawson takes takes over as as Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, this is like the first one where the voice cast is kind of different than all the rest of the DCAMU. So, all right. So let's break it down. Uh, what are y'all's uh, overall thoughts and uh, maybe some favorite moments from this movie? This hour and and twenty minute movie. Where do we even start? Okay, so starting at the the very beginning, I thought the the movie felt very rushed to me. I, I okay, so just to take a step back, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it was eighty minutes, but starting from the beginning, we have the Flash growing up, his mom dies, and um, events just go through very, very, very quickly. I and maybe it was very easy for comic readers or anyone else, but I never read any of the comics, and I found that this movie just went through very, very quickly, and I needed yeah. to have an overview of the um, the movie through Wikipedia um, in hand just to understand exactly what was going on. And once I knew what was going on, I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I'll give it a you know a really high scoring it, it was really well done but um i i just missed some very key things that were happening as the plot was progressing that's understandable yeah i can yeah, see understandable. that yeah uh, i have to agree um i'm not too um uh, like i'm not too too into the dc universe not because i don't like it it's just i do, i know the marvel universe a lot more than the dc universe so having to quickly understand who the characters were was a drawback um but overall i think that this is one of my favorite animated series like animated movies because the other ones have always been like too gruesome too dark and that's not really what i like but this oh, one that had a nice balance to it um and i i like the the story and how interesting it was if you think i hate this, to say this but, was, but if this, you was, this, was, start, this is this is light compared to the end of this end of this no end of this dear whole, whole set this is it gets a whole lot darker at the end yeah, and and Andrea say that this one isn't dark is like oh oh, oh. so this one does <laughs> I mean, go dark, but you could kind of like understand that it's their alternate egos yeah. or their alternate realities that are the darker versions of the self themselves, yeah. like Aquaban and Diana. Um, for example, they were way darker than their normal selves. Oh, yes. they were out to kill each other. Yeah. Well, for a moment they were not trying to kill each yeah. other, if you know what well, I'm saying. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I know you, I, but when, when Andrea said this is this isn't quite as dark as as you know some of the other anime movies we watch, I was like, this really has like a feeling of like the you know the beginning of the Terminator movies, where it's like. You see how bleak everything is before either Kyle or the Terminator or whoever goes back in time to to do whatever they need to do to to keep you know Judgment Day from happening, and it's just like 
Oh, this is not and, and just a real just a just a sorry. Just a realization that this that that this this timeline is not gonna get any better. That's and, nice. <laughs> and, like, crap. Yeah. And, and I, and you know that that Thawne is just willing to let everything burn just so he can kill the Flash is just like wow that that's really messed up. Andrea, live in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse <Okay>. me, what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're so, just saying that um, the Terminator is has superpowers and he could time travel. And the ash looks like snow, so it's also a Christmas movie. Boom. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. I'll I'll give you that one. <laughs> oh. oh, so the, the blood that was coming out of everybody is just like confetti for like Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Cranberry sauce. Wow. Oh, I love. Man. I love. I love how twisted we all are. <laughs> I, I think this movie was unique. I do agree with you guys. I think a lot was thrown thrown right at the beginning. I. I um. I understand why they did the Barry at the beginning to try to establish the fact that that's his anchor point. Um. No, I. I, I it, I didn't even realize who all the rogues gallery villains were in myself. I knew who most of them were just from knowing DC films and, and properties and stuff, but I didn't even know who all of them were. So I had to look up some of them myself. Like, I don't know who was that. Mm-hmm. The only one I, the only one I did recognize off the top, off, off the bat was top. Yeah. But then, but then he's like, he has top. He's throwing tops at, at Barry. Yeah. That's the top. Well, he could have been, fidget spinner guy we don't have a fidget oh that's that that was a new guy that, that, that's... or mr beyblade i don't know uh, um yeah i i and i i get what you guys are saying but i like i kind of grew up on the you know the old dc animated universe so so I've I've been watching Batman the animated series since the '90s, and then you know Justice League, uh, Justice League Unlimited, the the Superman animated series, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of liked how the opening of the movie was something of a farewell to the old timeline. I wish old me can remember what little me used to watch on TV, because I used to watch Super Friends and all the other DC shows and. Oh, that was the, that was the that was the old that was that was the old old animated universe. I'm just talking about the the oh stuff I, the I, I know, but I used to watch a bunch of them through um, the 80s yeah. and the 90s. Okay, um, I just don't remember a lot of it because you know I'm old and that just happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're about to have a kid. I've told the memory goes. No, um, we're going to rewatch all this good stuff, and my kid <laughs> will know what Gore's all about. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, and then I, I don't know that this is a moment, per se, but Mike, Mike, you and I have talked about this when we went through the DCAMU on DC Talk. It's like all the rabbit holes this movie sends me down just in regards to how much Flash and Batman know from this point on when once the timeline gets reset. It's yeah. just like, 
oh, my brain is firing on so many levels right now. <laughs> and then, oh, you yeah. did, Mike, you did remember to watch the um, the post credit scene, right? Um, when you said there was a post credit scene, I'm not going to lie, I didn't remember <laughs> I that. I forgot about the post credit scene again. I, just, I mean, I know there was some boom tube action. There was a boom tube, there was all the... Um, all the parademons, parademons come, came through. That that's you know what's gonna um, that's gonna what that's what's gonna start Justice League War when we get around to that. So, I I, I enjoyed the movie. I'm kind of like Fred. I thought there were some okay points. I don't know if I'm like the critics and would have given it a 100. percent um, I think I kind of would have been around the audience, maybe a little bit more closer to what they you know they gave what a 93 percent average on rotten mm-hmm. tomatoes that's kind of where i would float around um but um yeah i mean it was i don't really say it was a favorite moment it was in one of my one of the things i've always been interested in seeing is is the fact that bruce dies that just sounds bad bruce dies in the alley but thomas lane lives so to see the dad in the morning of his son takes on the Batman persona, and then we see the mom turns into the Joker. Uh, turns into the Joker. So uh, that's always that's an interesting plot twist. So that's Martha Wayne and um, Superman both have the same Martha. Martha. Yes. So th- not original. But okay, not a rich. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that when we get to PBS. Uh that was funny. Uh, so let's see. We have this. We have this. This in the background. You have this um, war going on between the Amazons and the yeah. Atlanteans, which I always thought was really interesting, really cool, kind of a war going on, all because of a scorned lover. Um. Well, no, because because Diana killed Mara. Yeah, scorned lover. So really, this is this is Aquaman's fault because really, Aquaman slept with Wonder Woman, but yet he still had a thing for Mara, mm-hmm. and he like that Mara got killed. So then he went after Wonder Woman. So really, it's his fault because he was trying to play two women at once. He just wanted to get those notches on his bedpost, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought that war was very interesting. Okay, so one of the things that kind of got me was, if we want to fast forward a little bit, we have Lois Lane. She's running through the streets of London. She is, I'm taking it, she's documenting the, the war itself between the Amazonians and the... Um, she's been embedded for months, apparently, according yes, to Steve Trevor. Before he which is fine. And then she gets tracked down. Yeah. And she's under the bridge, she's hiding out, and... But why does she get saved? I, I don't really understand why Lois Lane gets saved other than, of, of course, she's a famous person. Oh, no, Thon, Thon comes right out and says it. He he does that to draw Barry to, to London. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, th- th- this whole thing is going to... That... Oh, I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. I can't say nothing. 
<sighs> Don't spoil See, it. I've seen I've seen the end, so I'm not going to spoil it though with the movie, with the end of the movies. Everybody mm-hmm. dies. Everybody dies. Which is fine. It's all, it's, it's all a dream. The plane never landed on the island. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong, wrong show. <laughs> they all died. They all died. Jr.'s J- Jr. still alive. No. And okay, so was, here, here's yeah, another thing ahead. that kind of like threw me off: is why did the president fire Cyborg and his like augmented people? Because Cyborg and his team were stronger than the military. I think Why would he just to, dismiss I, I, them so out of hand? I think they were trying to stay out of the war. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they were trying to stay out of the war. So, you know, though, I um. So, so is there is there an issue you had with the movie, like maybe a moment in the movie, you're just kind of like, and I know you kind of mentioned, you know, the cyborg and and other things, but is there a moment in the movie that just kind of just like, eh, I'm just not really sure. If I like that spot, I mean, like a least favorite kind of a moment. Is it? Is it where you got to see the inside of Thawne's brain? When no, Batman that was cool. Out? No, I thought that was fine. I, to be honest, one of the things that I disliked the most was um, seeing Thomas Wayne as Batman using a, a firearm. I just, it just felt wrong to see that character. I, I, I know it's an alternate reality and whatnot, but just to see that character um, carrying a firearm. And I felt. It, I thought that I felt been, the most. If it had been place. Bruce Wayne, if it had been Bruce Wayne, I would have. Yeah. It would have felt wrong, Be- because it's not Bruce Wayne. I think I, I'm. I'm more okay with it. Oh, of course. I, I, I get why it's not Bruce. It's mm-hmm. it's his father, and you can totally tell it's not the same person. The suit's yeah. totally mm-hmm. different. His face is totally different. And he's older, and the kids kind of call him out for being older. But yeah, it still just felt weird. Um, even a superhero in general in the DCEU or just having a firearm just doesn't seem right outside of Cyborg. Yeah, but Batman's not really a superhero in no, he this is, timeline. He's, he's a whatsoever. he's he's a casino owner and who moonlights as uh, a vigilante. Um, but he but and the only reason Cyborg wants him is because he's the best tactician of them all. Apparently, yeah, yeah, better than better than the cyborg uh, soldier guy. Apparently, uh, I my the thing that was really hard to watch was was Barry getting struck by lightning that second time. It's like, oh, oh that, yeah, that could that could go so badly. And I know it's and every time it's like I know it's not gonna go badly, but what just watching him strap himself back into that chair, it's just oh. Oh, oh, all those burns. burns. All those burns. Ugh. Yeah, I um, I I kind of agree with you a little bit, Fred, on Thomas Wayne. I wasn't sure if I agreed 100% seeing him with guns, but I understand why he'd be with guns. He'd be a little more. I think he'd be a little more rigid than Bruce would have been, obviously. Um, and it is just an alternate timeline. So this is like the timeline of, well, what happens if maybe Bruce did not have that, that line, that moral line he did not cross. Yeah. You know, this is what would happen if, if he crossed that, you know, and, and you get, and you get that when, you know, he throws yo-yo off 
the off the roof and Cyborg saves her. <laughs> And he simply says, you should just let her hit the ground. <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> so, I, yeah. and, and I do kind of I do kind of like seeing it. Like, everybody's like, oh. And I think it's a good contrast because everybody's always like, oh, Batman's too tough. He's too brooding. He's too violent, that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, well, let's see it what happens if, if he goes all the way and doesn't have that moral law of just beating people to a pulp. <laughs> right, yeah. So. And then one of the other things that kind of stuck out for me was that um, fight scene at the end with um, the Flash and uh, was Zoom. Yeah. And Flash just gets beat and then beat and then beat and then beat. And it's like, how does he survive this? He's just getting beat and then beat. And then he has to, you know, Thomas saves him and he has to run. It's like, how does he actually do that after being beat so bad? Sure, yeah, the speed force um, gives him good healing, but in that earlier segment, uh, he didn't have that at its full capacity and he should have been more injured, in my opinion. Well, and I, I, I think Zoom Zoom references that because he kind of because. And this doesn't. This doesn't always. Ha- this is not always a thing, but because. But Zoom is basically siphoning Speed Force off of Barry, so Barry can't get it to full speed. So and yeah, yeah. He, the Speed Force is healing him, but it, it's also being split between the two of them. As soon as Thawne is dead, um, the Speed Force only has one person to to attach itself to and then he can and then Barry can go full speed again. Right. Yeah. Barry should have just taken it all and not given any to Zoom. I don't think he had a choice in the matter. Zoom was <laughs> <laughs> I mean he didn't he didn't know he didn't know Zoom was there uh for one thing. Yeah. Until the until the very end. Right. Alright. Favorite character. I really like this lo- this version of Lois. Uh, I mean, the in and, and this is nothing against this is nothing against Dana Delaney's voicing of Lois in the animated universe prior to this, but her version of Lois has been more like the Margot Kidder version, where she just gets in, gets herself into trouble and gets herself in these like very impossible situations and just expects Superman to just save her. And no, it's like. This is the this is the version of Lois I prefer. This is the to borrow from BVS. This is the I'm not a woman. I'm a journalist version of of Lois Lane, which you know this is the this is you know I am taking no crap. Amy Adams, Ar- army Lois. daughter daughter of daughter of the general, who's back in Washington uh, version of Lois. Yeah, and then of course Hal because um, Nathan Fillion can voice Hal as long as he wants. <laughs> so that kind of inspires another question um why does superman not get the power of the sun being trapped in the the room that he's in because red it's sun, a red sun it's a red red sunlight okay so 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 for those who don't know dc comics well red sun drains superman's powers well also he's never seen the sun Right. This is a version of Superman who's never seen a sun at all. 
So because I believe if I if I'm correct, if I'm correct, I need to look it up. But I believe I thought Krypton's sun is red. Yeah, yeah, red red sunlight, a, a red sun drain does does not give him powers. Yeah, so yeah, Krypton's sun, sun is red. So that's why when he came to Earth, right, and you heard it in Man of Steel where he says, you know, his cells are going to drink the sun's radiation. And and it did and, and it gave him the power. Says he he would have had these powers on Krypton. But how would he be? So he crashes into Metropolis. Mm-hmm. He would have started getting the power of the sun in that moment. He was a baby. Still, they, well, they it also the government on got when they to captured him. him. Yeah, they captured him, and they they didn't know that he needed to be protected from the sun. That's yeah. I'm. I mean, he's been around. He's been there for about thirty years. I'm pretty sure the government figured out that sunlight is what powers him, and that this baby would could destroy the planet. So they probably just you know stuck him in 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 the bunker and left him. I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like even if he's in the bunker. The radiation from the sun would still penetrate, and he would still get that. Did you see how big those doors were? There were like four, four or five doors. I mean, you know how far away the sun is from us, and it still yeah. gives me nice warm rays, and I feel good? But not yeah. when I'm inside. Fair, but still, I don't know. It just seems like that's... That's a bit of a stretch. Well, they had to. I think their biggest thing is they had to find a way in the movie to remove Superman off the chessboard. Oh because, yeah, I, I agree. Because if he was in a movie, it'd be a whole lot different of a timeline. Um, he could have stopped the war between Diana and and <clears throat> Aquaman. Okay. No, no, no problem. Um, if he was still on the board, and then they kind of had to remove him so that when you get to the movies, like death of superman and reign of superman you kind of see how powerful he really is and needs to be later on we get to those movies um but yeah i i can see what you're talking about um he was an interesting character to me because he did kill well accidentally accidentally right (laughs) but that was interesting to see soups kill it, Even though it was an accident. Well, it's like this. This is this is a version of Superman where Barry knows more about Superman's powers than Superman does. Yeah. Um, as far as a favorite character for me, um, I don't really have one for this movie. I know that sound maybe maybe that's a cheap cop out. Yeah. I just don't I, I don't I don't have one. Nobody really stuck out to me as man that's that person's so cool. I really like them. So Iris West cuz she was only in it for one scene, I don't know. She told him to be careful. Yo-yo? <laughs> Yo-yo was cool. Yo-yo was pretty cool. You know, to be honest, I I really did like Batman. We didn't see much of him. Um but at the end, I thought that was a, a really touching scene. Um, oh yeah, when he gets the letter from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. That's a good scene. I actually like that alternate version of like bad Batman daddy. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> no, like I just I thought it was like really really interesting. <laughs> I thought it was a really interesting idea. Like although like that's not the quote unquote Batman that we're 
we're used to, it was a nice what if, if Bruce Wayne would have died. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I like all those what ifs. So I appreciated his character. Yeah. It wasn't like my all time favorite, but I appreciated it. It's good. Uh, did you have an? Did you have a favorite aspect of this film? Favorite <clears throat> spot of this film? Something that you just really liked? Just watching the entire DCU get turned on its head. As bleak as it was, as bleak as it was, just that just that was just fascinating. Yeah, I agree yes. with that. The impending doom. It's like how is how are they gonna and, get through and, this? And what and watching and watching how doing that. Sets up some interesting team ups, like you know, Deathstroke and Luthor working together and not trying to stab each other in the back. I like Lex that was interesting. Luther. I like Lex Luthor. He's my favorite. I, I was I'm surprised you didn't say Jason Todd, dude, or Grifter. Grifter was really good too. I always thought Grifter was Dick Grayson. I don't think so. I think I think even though, even though it's not, I, I I assumed it was Jason because it had he had the the red hood mask. But it could have. I mean, it could have been Dick. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, do y'all have a favorite quote or something you something was said that you really liked? Did you have quotes the, that you liked? There was one that was like, wait, what? Like. I was like, what in the world? When Barry's talking to his mom and he's like, uh, everything else has changed and I have to find out why. I think it probably has something to do with me being, and mom says, gay? It's like, <laughs> what? No, it's okay. I love you no matter what. I just threw me, like, I just did a double take. I was like, is this really happening? Um, and at the very, very beginning when... Um, uh, Barry's uh, fighting with Top and he says well Flash once again it looks like you're at the bottom and I'm the top it just some of the like quotes just like I, again I, I know on that one yeah I <laughs> hello love, so funny there was oh. one line from Green Lantern um, he's talking to the Flash he's like clearly you should never do stuff without me you always end up with I crap all over line. yourself I love yeah. that line <laughs> I, I, on a more serious note, one that I liked, I liked the one that, that Nora Barry's mom told him, you know, to that's something that her grandma used to tell her, you know, accept the things you cannot change, have the courage to change the things you can, have the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. That quote right there is going to play a major part in the rest of the movies, awesome. you know, ex- understand there's just some things you cannot change about life, but those things yeah. that you can change. Have the courage to do it and know the difference between the fact that this is one thing I cannot change and this is something I can't help change. So that's a it's a good good quote for the whole series. There's also an an exchange between Grifter and Batman I thought was pretty funny where he's like, I like your style, Batman. A pity we never teamed up when the world still existed. And then Batman responds, Batman a Grifter, the boy idiot. Fred, Fred took all of my oh. lines. All my Did I? Lines, oh. Yeah. oh, no. Oh, no, uh, the, the, okay, I, I, had, I had one other one. like the, the um, Batman's just response to, to Barry is like, you're one hell of a messenger. Thank you. 
that was yeah. just like, oh. I, I, I like the one where, where Barry tells him, your bedside manner sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's oh. another one. Um, Hal Jordan. Uh, beware my power, <laughs> a-hole. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, let's see. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was good. All right. So let's talk about some plot holes and goofs then in this movie. Uh, as continuity errors go, after Aquaman finds Orm dead and sees the carnage of his battle, Wonder Woman comes up and behind him and stabs him in the back with her sword. He falls to his knees, and she walks around in front of him, but she does so you can see there's no blood on her sword, though. Then she holds the sword to his neck in a close-up, and suddenly the sword is covered in Aquaman's blood. All right. After Batman shoots reverse Flash through the head, Flash rushes over to Batman and catches him before he falls over from his wounds. As Flash is lying him down slowly, there's no blood on Batman's face, and then it cuts to a close-up as Batman reaches up to a chill way to pull it off his mask, and there's suddenly blood and li- on his lips and chin. Uh, after dodging a low attack, Wonder Woman jumps into the air and slashes down at Aquaman with her sword. Aquaman is trying to block the attack, but only holding try with one hand. It cuts to a close-up, and he's holding it with two hands. After catching the rocket and saving Cyborg and Batman from it, Superman turns and drops the exploded rocket and begins lifting it into the air. It cuts to a wide angle as Superman is hovering above the ground, and the rocket is just dropped as nowhere to be seen. <laughs> One woman tries to stab Captain Thunder with a dagger and just breaks it on his chest. She then has to drop the broken blade to catch his fist as he tries to punch her. She then uses both her hands to use her lasso of truth to make him say Shazam and change his form. I felt bad for that one. The lightning mm-hmm. bolt hits her and she flies off him as she reverts back to six children. As she stands up, the broken dagger is suddenly in her hand again. Just as Wonder Woman and, argument, and Aquaman argue a brief moment about her killing his wife, they continue their fight. Between the close-up and the far shot, the rubble by the wall there next to changes significantly in shape and amount. Uh, factual errors. Let's see. Young Barry discovers the murder scene of his mother and stands in shock in the doorway. The light mm-hmm. fades show the transition mm-hmm. from day to night, and there are forensic scientists around the scene and cops analyzing it, asking people questions. Barry is still shown at the door, watching as his mother's put into a body bag. The police Nobody would not cared. have kept... Right. <laughs> the police not would not have kept him there to see that. It would have taken him away to be questioned as soon as the place became a crime scene. Barry would most likely have been the one to call the police about the murder, meaning he would have to have had returned to that spot so the police would have taken him away. And even if someone else called, Barry stayed in the exact same spot. Trauma counselors would have been called to come and take him away for counseling. Either way, Barry would not still have been at the scene at the time. Failure. Superman begins shooting his super-intensive heat vision at the soldiers attacking him and the other heroes. His vision cuts boats in half and incinerates soldiers into ash in an instant. The lasers from his eyes are super-strength with him, not yet knowing how to hold any of it back or shut it off. It is going to through the soldiers and the boats. Yet the vision leaves no damage at all on the ground the soldiers were standing on, nor does it create any steam where going across the water cutting boats in half. Bum, bum, like, bum, bum. like Scott from X-Men. <clears throat> yep. All right, Andrea. What does Rotten Tomatoes tell us? 
All right. So when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, the film feels unique and vibrant, if only for the fact that it's the painful, rare DCAU title that doesn't revolve around Batman, Superman or Batman, Superman led Justice League. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then years from now, it may be looked at as the animated film that took the direct to video comic book movie market to another level of storytelling possibilities. Yes, it's that good. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to wait until I see the other ones to, to say what The other ones get better. Yeah, much better. They do get better? They get, get, get way better. Yeah, way better. This and this was, one's, this was, this was pretty darn good. So, this, okay. this, this was going to be one of those that, oh, if it fails, okay, we'll just, we made a really cool movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike, so I got, a, I got a good one for you. So we have in this movie Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman that get together. So like many famous people today, if you were to concatenate their two names together, would it be Aqua Woman or Wonder Man? No. <laughs> Wonder Man. <laughs> because females need to come first. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we, we can just leave it at that. Wonder, wonder. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. W squared. Oh. Okay. Oh, could work. There you go. There's no That's W in I know. But we'll go with that. Sorry. I'll do better. I feel so ashamed of my life. I've wasted it. All right. He's fired. Fred. I'm yes, sir. so tired. What I said is fired. The rating? Fired too. Fired. What is the rating for this movie, sir? So I can nail down one particular one that I like the most. So I have three. Uh, we have uh, one out of ten holes in the brain. One out of ten affairs with Aquaman. One out of ten Diana Hangman games. Let's see. I gotta find my rankings for movies. I have my rankings up. I do too. I wonder if where is um has has um Bobo has yep, okay. I just I was just checking to see if David I called him Bobo. I was just checking to see if David's been has been keeping up with it and he sure has. He's the man. Oh, all right. I guess I can go first then. Um, this this is hard. It's a good movie. Um, but I think I'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten. Um, it's not perfect. It's got its flaws, but it's still an above average movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because all I think part of that is and, and probably. And it shouldn't be, but you know what? I may give it a 7.5, and the only reason I say that is because I'm trying not to let what I know is coming in the future movies dictate how I judge this movie. That's an interesting... And that's what makes it difficult, is that knowing how the story ends and knowing the plot and knowing what's going to happen in the next 15 movies with this one, not letting that affect your judgment of this movie. 
That's a really interesting number because I was going to go with 7.5. I gave uh, Batman Under the Red Hood a 7.5, and I think it falls really closely in line with that one. Um, it would be rated higher if the connecting points of the plot were easier to follow, um, and there was a little bit more maybe backstory or a little bit more connecting pieces in this this film. So I'm going to give it 7.5 Diana Hangman Games. Oh, what I got to say? Okay, say uh, uh, holes in the brain. Boom. Holes in the brain. All right, Carrie, what about you? Okay, well, I, I I'm not. I, I really do like this movie. I, I it really, it, like I said, sends me down a whole bunch of rabbit holes once once we get farther into the into this timeline. Um, I'm not sure I like it better than Under the Red Hood. Persuade. If I'm just taking it by itself, I, there are there are movies I like better. There are animated movies I know that I like better than this one. Uh, so I'm going to give this one a seven. Oh, okay. That's crazy because I think I'm going to rank it the lowest. What? Mm, wow. Yeah. Well, the thing wow. is, is that like it's okay. I don't know. I just all right. So. It was good, okay? I I am one that does not usually enjoy watching animated uh, like movies for superheroes. Um I have said that before. Um so I think that because of that and just because it also is being elevated because it was a good story, I'm going to give it a 6 okay. out of 10. Okay. Um holes in the brain. Yeah. Holes in the brain. Yeah. Holes in the brain. Oh boy. All right. So we decided for the next movie because apparently we got to stay in line with everything coming down the pipe. Our hey, next hey, movie hey, 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 is um, if we really want to skip, I'm not. No, I wouldn't no, have an issue. No, we're no, we're not skipping this one. This no, we're not. We're not skipping. I will fight all. I will fight everyone. Apparently, I'm not Carrie fighting her. Like. I like I, I like Thor: The Dark World. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. We are going to watch Thor: The Dark World next time <laughs> with the whole weird elf looking things and the uh, the red Heart liquid. <laughs> That's true. So. All right, so Thor The Dark World is our next movie for next month, so make sure you guys uh, check that movie out as well. Carrie, why don't yes. you close this out here? Okay, so we want to hear from you. You can email us, capechronicles at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at randomchatter uh, for the network as a whole. You can find uh, this show at Cape Chronicles. You can find me at Carrie Blackfire 42 That's K-E-R-I Blackfire42. Andrea, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at CatsBears. That's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. And Fred, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at FreddyWonKenobi. That's F-R-E-D-D-Y-W-O-N Kenobi. And Mike has left Twitter, so you can pretty much only find him on Discord. Yes. Twitter. Beautifulness of tech toxicity. Um, And you can... Uh, find all of our shows over at randomchatter.com. Don't forget to spread the word and support us. Uh, you can uh, 
find member our membership through Patreon over at the, the website. Also, our um, show merchandise through T Public and access to the Escape Crouch Discord channel. Um, nice. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, Sti- Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If uh, you let us know that you left us a review, we will read it on air. And finally, the music you hear in this podcast is High Roller Mojo by Blue Stolly, and as silly as the sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. Whoop, whoop. So until next month, guys. Peace out. Remember the cat. Wrong podcast. Remember the what? Oh my god. Love long and prosper. Uh, oh my.